Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Everybody, it is uh, Wednesday, the Angry Negative Show, Wednesday, September 9th, 2020, and uh, the Flyers are now in the Eastern Conference Final, and they uh, got their shit kicked in by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they got eliminated in four games like we all expected, right? Oh, that, that, that different timeline, actually. Probably happening somewhere. Yeah. Not here, though. That's the Back to the Future 2 timeline. I uh, never saw that movie. Oh, Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Nope. You have a lot of time to check that one out now. I'm at a loss for words. Have you seen the first one? I think so. You would know if he did. It's the one where his mom's trying to fuck him the whole time. Uh, like you, you could not describe a movie any worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. You're not, but that's like not the first thing that I would remember from that movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the DeLorean, Doc Brown, yeah. 1.21 gigawatts, and mom trying to blow son, but she doesn't know it's her son because he's back in time. Yes, go watch Back to Future. Excellent movie. It is one of my favorites. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) You want to talk flyers at all today or nah? No. That's kind of how I'm feeling too. Like, uh, did you guys go through your like natural progression of disappointed to, okay, you know, there's things to look forward to today to, you know, kind of like, man, I miss hockey a little bit to angry because I did. What's there to look forward to? You know, next year and nothing. Growing of the players. Nothing. And... Yeah. I mean, there is. I'm just being super negative. Patrick Liney in a Flyers sweater. I know. That's all That's all Twitter's been, right? Is, uh, trade for this. Super, I mean, trade for McDavid. Trade for McKinnon. Trade for good. You know what really bothers me is the Goudreau talk. I hate it. Do we really need another lackluster forward who's just going to exist to exist and then not show up in the playoffs? Why do you want another guy that's going to pass the puck? I don't understand that. People are screaming at Drew already. I just don't. I don't get it. Screaming at the whole team who can't figure out how to score a goal. That when you, when there's a trade scenario out there, there's a large portion of people that like have a meltdown and insinuate you're fucking stupid, or can't take a joke when you're clearly being facetious. I like the guys that are like, oh, well, he's from South Jersey. He wants to come home. I'm like, what? How about we don't want this guy? Like we need this team is fine as it is. Go get a goal scorer. That's all. They can bring Gaudreau if they want. Just don't fucking only bring Gaudreau. What's his cap hit? He's not even long? a center. He's a winger though. Like that's the thing. What if they get rid of Fairby or something for him? There's a spot open. What is his cap? I think it's six point two. Something's echo is going to drive me absolutely insane. But uh, Calgary Flames, 
All plugged in. Nice. Johnny and good. G, 6.7 for two more years. That'd be the fourth highest paid pl uh, player on the Flyers. Yes, sir. Behind Giroux, JVR, Voracek. And none of them are getting moved for Johnny Goudreau. JVR is not going the other way. And Hayes making yeah. more money than him, too. All right, there you go. Fifth highest. Fourth, whatever. And technically JVR, if you want to get real specific. Yeah, that's what I mean. JVR, Voracek, Giroux, Hayes. So it would be fifth highest. 6.75 is also a Provrov's cap hit. <laughs> Dude, I want to know. Who's going to be scoring goals if you trade for Johnny Goudreau? I just want to know, you know? Nobody. And then and come playoffs, and I know somebody brought up he's got eight goals in the playoffs, whatnot. Dude, he doesn't he doesn't like playing in the playoffs. Like he I see it. I'm gonna say this. I mean, I think I brought it up last summer. I know a guy that knows Johnny Goudreau. Flat out said he doesn't like playing in the playoffs. He doesn't like it because he's small. He's a small dude. He gets beat up. I don't know why we need another guy like that. Because after watching this year, the one thing we really need is somebody else that is afraid of getting physical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. The Flames have not got out of the first round while he's been around, correct? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. So there you go. Another guy that can't do yeah. shit in the playoffs. Because that's what we need, more of that. Yeah. That's and sad. these people that fucking can't handle the thought of TK leaving, which, again, it's just... He's got a big bullseye on him because he scored zero fucking goals. Now I'm getting fucking mad. Well, here's the thing. I didn't really want to... I kind of talked about Konechny to uh, a little bit... I don't think too much last night, but... I haven't seen anybody really bring up TK. So yesterday morning, I kind of made it a point to bring him up a couple times. And I made sure I talked about him on high and wide and... You know, you, you get so many, like, negative responses when so you bring many. up a guy like TK, and it's like, wait, you guys are mad at me. Because he's, he he's the one that didn't score. chirps. You can't yeah. give up somebody that chirps. He's a hit with all the weird teenagers on Flyers Twitter. Yeah, that's what it is. And I'm not calling TK a punk by any stretch, by any means, because, you know, let's just say it was a fluke. He didn't score a goal in six, 16 playoff games. Not one goal. Uh, a guy who chirps and doesn't fight or back it up with his play by scoring goals, not calling TK a punk, but if that kind of trend continues, that's like my definition of a punk. A guy that only runs his mouth, can't back it up with his fists and with the goals. You're a punk. And that's kind of how I see... Now, I'm not saying that he is, but right now, that's kind of how I see TK, and he annoys me a little bit. He didn't show up when it mattered. For uh, history's sake here, Johnny Gaudreau and the Flames did make it to the second round in 2015, which was his rookie year. And they made it to the second round and got their asses kicked to the Ducks 4-1. to one. But ever since, they have oh, not yeah. advanced to the first round. That was in the middle of that crazy long stretch where like, like uh, Calgary could not win at Anaheim, right? Sure. I believe so. Okay, well, just like uh, many of the Flyers here, all the only feather in his cap is, I once got out of the first round. Where's all this Johnny Hockey stuff come from? Has Calgary been, have, has it been announced or anything there that they're actively shopping him? What I, 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 uh, 
they're not, I don't know if they're actively shopping him or not, but there have been, um, essentially rumors are looking to shake it up. And you know, there is talk that they could go after Taylor Hall. And if they go after Taylor Hall, who's native to Calgary, by the way, then Gaudreau would be the first person to move on, not only to make a roster spot, but for cap reasons. So that's possible. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that happens. I don't know how realistic it is, but uh, there have been rumors of his name floating around. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I can't see a trade where he's flipped to acquire Hall and just for his rights. Because uh, I could see him kind of playing with the Coyotes. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would fit in with that team down Johnny there. Johnny Gaudreau and Phil Kessel on the same line. <laughs> yeah, where like nobody really gives a shit about the Coyotes or if they make the playoffs or not. You know, I, I feel like he would just get lost down there. I saw something before we came on that uh, Pierre Maguire is no longer in the running for Coyotes uh, GM. That's kind of a shame. I that breaks my heart. I wanted to see that so bad. Oh, I like the Coyotes. I don't want to see them sign that schmuck. <laughs> I just want it to happen, just for it to happen. It'd, it'd be, be like, a, it'd be like a show, yeah. <laughs> it'd be funny to watch him fail miserably just to further discredit him because I can't stand him. Could you imagine Pierre Maguire and, and Rick Tockett getting along? No. Me neither. No. Right, that guy's man. a fucking dildo that knows how to talk. <laughs> I'm 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 still pissed off about the Flyers. If you mm. can't tell, I keep saying I fuck. I kept saying Let's get it out. I kept saying fuck on Twitter on Saturday. Like fucking get, get it out. Well, you guys kind of already. Were, I don't want to you know, beat a dead horse a little bit because Dan's had That's a lot the of shows. Whole point since... of the show is beating dead horses. <laughs> beat the horse. Beat, <laughs> beat it the... off, baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to get my two cents because you want me to write stuff down. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. There, there, was, there was seven shots on goal at one point midway through the game when your season's on the line. And they probably, honestly, shouldn't even been there in the first place. I mean, the Flyers are so vastly inferior to the Islanders. It's mind-blowing. Which then circle back to why do people get so upset at the possibility of trading players away that aren't getting it done, that aren't on the same level as these other players on these other teams. If they didn't have Carter Hart, who they have to pay after next season, this upcoming season, you have to pay for him still. So some of these contracts sound nice to take on and get rid of and make swaps, but you still have to pay for Carter Hart in 12 months. So you have to fucking move on from some people. You have to. Because it's now been 10 years since the Stanley Cup appearance. And they have two playoff series wins. And a bunch of missed playoffs and a bunch of ass kickings that they've received in the first round. And every fucking, it was the Capital Series, where it's like, oh, we need we need scoring, we need scoring, because they couldn't score against the Capitals. And somehow Michael Neuvert stood on his head and made that series, just like this Islander series. The series went on longer than it should have because a goalie stood on his head. I, I just... I'm over TK. I am. I mean, he would have, he set a career high in points this year with 61. And then he tied 
his goals. Third which... consecutive 24 goal season for TK. Yeah, I have that written down. And he probably would have beat that because there was about a dozen games, games left. Yeah. yeah, about a dozen games left. He probably would have would have topped that. But he's got 22 games played. Four full seasons under his belt now. Four full seasons, two uh, postseason appearances, 22 playoff games. 299 regular season games. 185 points. He's got one goal in 22 playoff games. People that saying that isn't a good enough sample size, are you fucking dense? That's three playoff series plus one. I hate the term sample size with a burning passion. Yeah. Brock Besser had one playoff season, and he's got more points than uh, TK does. Besser had four goals and seven assists in 17 games this postseason. And that include the playoff play-in round. And he could score on the power play. Just and saying. He could score. I was looking up his stats. He uh, had 29 goals, 26 goals, and then 16. He got hurt this year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's the so, thing with Besser, though. He, he's had a problem staying healthy. Yeah, I, I love the guy, but... You know, if if I'm if I'm gonna point out, you know, positive and negatives about TKN Besser, can't he hasn't played 82 games yet? I think he's a little bit younger than TK though. I think. Same age. Same age. Okay. Um, Besser's on the books through this coming season and the next one at 5.875. Kanakni's on the books till 24.25 at five and a half million. I'm not excited for a guy that. To be sticking around here for the next five years, they can't fucking perform in the playoffs. Which is actually part of the reason why they want to flip Besser, as I understand it, is that they want, uh, they're essentially going to have to pay him in two years. Yes. And if he keeps uh, playing well, he's going to demand, you know, a bit of a pay raise. And they already have to worry about Elias Pettersson, who's up next summer, and a couple other prospects they have floating around. So somebody like TK, who's locked up for five more years at 5.5, somebody like that, you still get a good player, but the offense, or uh, the, the, the cap rise, rather, it stays consistent for a longer period of time. Yep. So that would be the my understanding as to why Besser would be around. Now, going from 5.8 to 5.5 isn't necessarily a big money saver, but it keeps the the cap at a certain number uh, beyond that. Assumingly, Besser would get more uh, at the time. So, Exactly. Who knows? I, 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 you, someone's going to have to pay for Besser, and the Flyers, obviously, again, yeah, you still have to pay for, for Hart. And a couple other guys in the next couple years. What is going on? That's my fiance clanging stuff around. <laughs> I can't be in the office because she's still working. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm downstairs. I'm sorry, Dan. It wouldn't be an angry negative show or any show really without some type of hiccup. We sat guess, down um, and everything sounded right. My audio, appearance. Nick's audio, and then he hit something and he fucked his audio up. And now I have a weird echo in my headphones and I can't figure out where it's coming from. It's a weird day when Jim is the one who's like the right way on the show here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, because I I love that you you brought up Besser, because that's kind of been like the guy that I've had my eye on ever since Vancouver ever came out. And I think it was like right before the bubble got announced that it came out that Vancouver was actively shopping Besser. And I, I was like, what the hell? 
Like why? And then it came out that, you know, they were they were showing why that they're going to run into cap problems, and they gave out a lot of no movement clauses to their bottom six guys, you know, and it, it's <laughs> yes, kind of, it's uh, going to screw them over. They got Louis Erickson under contract for like twenty five more years or something like that. Yeah, that's a bad one. Let's see here. No movement clauses currently belong to Brandon Sutter, Michael Furland, Anton Roussel, Jay Beagle. Uh, Alex Edler, Tyler Myers, Chris Tanev. Oh <laughs> I think Whoa. Tanev's contract's actually off the books after this year. Yes, Tanev is uh, unrestricted at the end of the year, but it's just interesting. And they probably want to keep him. There is a play out there, like it could happen, and you know, I'm not saying Louis Erickson <laughs> still has two more years at six million dollars. Oh my god, That's terrible! I'm the... not even advocating for a connect me trade. By the way, like I'm just, I'm, I'm not out. saying you do it, but I'm saying if the opportunity is there, you absolutely pull the trigger. I think so too. It's a pretty good hockey trade, one for one. Yeah. Maybe if you have to spice it up a little bit, or whatever, on either end, I don't know. They want maybe a second or third round value. pick, and they're fine. More power to them. I don't give a shit. Yeah, maybe even Konechny's value goes up a little bit because he signed to a, uh, he just signed an extension. I don't know. Uh, but, and I'm not even saying Konechny's better than. Besser, let's say they're even, but Besser can, he's got a fucking shot, man. I think he's a potential 40-goal scorer with the right line, and he can put the puck in the net on the power play. And guess what the Flyers had trouble with? The power play. You know, I think this whole Giroux, Voracek, JVR thing on the power play, I, I think they got to maybe move on from that. Like, spruce it up a little bit. They had to move on from it at about 2016 or so. Yeah, like, let's change things up. Bring in some new life. Konechny's a, a, a great regular season player. I think he's fantastic. I think he's awesome to watch. Plays the game with speed. I think he's perennial 30-30 guy. You know, 60 points, less. 30 goals every year. Uh, he's only 23, so I almost feel guilty kind of talking like this about him. But, you know, it is what it is. One goal, 22 playoff games. You just got paid. You're the leading scorer in the regular season. For you not to score a single goal, is it's a shame. It's disgraceful. Unacceptable. Man. It really is. And, and know, putting that in the bigger picture there, your top scorer on your team had 24 goals. Right. What? Unacceptable. Only five on the power play. And I'm, that's why I'm mentioning, like, maybe let's switch it up. Maybe he's not the he's not the answer on the power play, and he's not the answer in the playoffs. Let's let's go look for a guy who is. I'm not yeah. Again, like, I'm not advocating for a TK trade, but if it's out Man. there where you can do a one-for-one, TK's, you know, he doesn't have a no-movement clause for a reason, I imagine. Let's see what we can do. I'm going to give the same speech that I gave on Brotherly Pod this afternoon. Because I, I want to make it clear, because I'm sure people are listening to this like throwing things. But I know. I'm not advocating they blow everything up. That's no. not what I'm getting at here. I'm not insinuating this team is bad. I'm not doom and gloom. I don't, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is there are better options out there. Your Stanley Cup window only lasts so long. And given the corner the Flyers have painted themselves in... With Claude Giroux and Voracek getting old, and their young guys not necessarily as good as everybody thought they would be, you're kind of in this weird middle ground, right? Where you just aren't quite there. You need to make this count while you're here. And as much as I don't want to say, blow the team up! Because that's not 
necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying if you can go out there and you can get yourself an upgrade, a better player, a player that fits a need that this team has, then do it! And I think so much of this fan base is terrified from the Ron Hextall days. I don't want to trade a draft pick for a 35-year-old. I will remember that phrase till the day I die. And I think the, 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 the Ron Hextall Kool-Aid runs deep. It's a deep, flavorful Kool-Aid, you know? And I don't know. Just, just, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just trying to paint a goddamn picture of a successful hockey team. Sure, you can say, let's sit here and wait one more year. Let's wait, let's give Sandheim and Connecty one more year to figure their shit out. They'll be fine. And then what happens when we sit here in a year from now and have the same exact conversation? You know, you gotta make it count. It's 2020. You gotta make it count. Go out there and get me a fucking Brock Besser. I don't give a shit. Bring me Patrick Line. Bring me Tori Krug. Bring me, I don't even care. Bring me Alex Petrangelo while we're at it. God damn it. Make it happen. Win some fucking hockey games. Yeah, we're not calling for a blow up. I know I'm kind of sounding really doom and gloom because I always joke about never ever seeing the Flyers win. And that's a a genuine fear. Another year to your book. Another, you're right. Another year. (laughs) Now be 36 next playoff run. Jesus Christ. Stop it. (laughs) You're old shaming me, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no but um you're older than louis Erickson. to kind of compare like young <laughs> you gave you gave us a lot to chew on there um so you have some young guys here like Konechny, sanheim myers limbaum um some people are putting like way too much stock in nolan patrick oh he's yeah. done they still think he's gonna come back let alone yeah. be a fucking hockey player he's, and for christ's sake yes he's not even fucking back yet so Nolan Patrick aside, Samuel Moran aside, sorry Daniel, who again he but he's still someone we have in our basket of of, of youngins. Uh, you, you gotta like they're to me like they've really not trended in the right direction over the last few years. Some guys have uh, to kind of like go back, like the uh, Richards Carter era, um, Umberger when he was young the first go around here like. You had the 05, 06 when they were rookies. And then they took a step back. And then they kind of progressed and progressed and progressed all the way to the cup final. Fell two games short. But I don't think the Flyers have guys like that. I don't I don't think Konechny can carry Mike Richards' jock. And I fucking have shit on Richards pretty hard on the old episodes. And Jeff Carter as well. I didn't like either one of them when they were gone, when they were traded away. But I don't think, I don't think Limblom, I don't think Konechny, I don't think Donald Patrick, I don't think they uh, can carry their hockey bags. And maybe I'm being a little knee jerk because here we are again, another season. And like you said, Claude Giroux is another year older. Jake Voracek is another year older. James Van Riemsdyk, James Van Riemsdyk is another year older with that awful contract. And like you said, I don't care if you bring Patrick Line in and he only plays one end of the rink. So did Danny Briere. And you live and die by that. At least Danny Briere can fucking score in the playoffs. Danny Briere set a career high in goals here as a flyer. I don't care if someone doesn't play the full rink. Like you said with uh, Anthony with that uh, scout today. 
Um, the, the Flyers drafted way too many two-way guys during the Hextall era. And there's a lot of current Hextall guys on the team. But not many of them, you can be like, all right, keep putting so-and-so out there every other shift. He's going to keep scoring. Keep putting Konechny out there. He's going to keep scoring. No. Nope. Konechny doesn't keep scoring. Maybe uh, when the regular season's going and the, the play's not as tight and not everyone's finishing every single check. But my God, the Islanders just... Hey, Daniel. Hi. It got a little too dark in here. I got to throw in. So handsome. So... Uh, <laughs> he just gave me the biggest shooting grin. Uh, I feel like the Islanders exposed every last weakness the Flyers have. Yep. It shouldn't have even gone seven games. It shouldn't have. They Carter should have lost against Montreal if they could score they should, a goal. Yeah. Or Montreal exposed the Flyers. They just didn't have anyone that could score. I, 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 I'm not saying blow it up. And I'm people are probably going to... Tell Just me make I'm a couple over. trades. Does anybody remember yeah. when they signed fucking Danny Briere? Go back amazing. to that summer. That was go back to fucking summer. Paul Holmgren rebuilding from the 2006 Ashes. You go out and make moves. And that team went from worst to first in three years. You know? They were the most improved team from the 06, 07, and the 07, 08. It was a huge point swing. They signed Hartnell, Briere, Teamanen, Lupel. Yes. It was acquired in a trade. Jason Smith was acquired in that same trade. They got Buran during the previous season. Yeah. And guess they... what? They fucking started winning. Yes. And let him do a cop. Or when they decided to get uh, Chris Pronger two years later, they got rid of a first round pick. They got rid of Lucas Biza and they got rid of Joffrey Lupul. I think two first rounds, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Sometimes when your window's open, you got to make it happen. Gotta make it happen. I, I mean, think a lot of these fans don't remember that era. Maybe they weren't around for that era. Anybody that's listening to Sisterly Pod, Caitlin's been a fan for three years, which uh, totally baffled me when I found that out. But like, maybe these people don't know what was before Ron Hextall. You know, they don't know what it was to build a hockey team and win. All they know is losing and drafting. And we need draft. I don't want to trade a draft pick for 35 year old. <laughs> Fuck it. I hate Ron Hextall. Who said that? Ron Hextall. Did he say that? Yeah. Yeah. In that weird southern accent that I keep giving him. I don't know why. But hey, why'd you, why, why, you're making him more and more southern as the season goes on. <laughs> I don't want to trade a draft pick for a 35 year old. Uh, I feel like I need a, a meme with like Hextall with a piece of like hay sticking out of his mouth and like a cowboy hat on. Sweet tea. Eventually started to just try and put band-aids everywhere and eventually bombed the team. Yeah, but, that'd be that'd be fun. But when when the window was open, when you had when your top three centers were Richards Briere Giroux, he fucking added that huge defender and Chris Pronger. Luckily yeah, the Flyers have there. Chris Pronger two point coming back next season. The six foot seven twisted steel coming back next season. Come on. Six foot seven of twisted steel and sex appeal. Samuel Moran is coming back as the number one defenseman on the team. (laughs) And they fucked that up last year, Dan. Like, I was all for bringing him back. I still am. But, like, you should have brought him back on a conditioning stint with the Phantoms first. Not against the fucking Islanders and then pairing him with Ghost. That was fucking brain dead. 
when Ghost, I, that play, when Goss's Bear pinched on Barzell, missed him entirely, and then left poor Sam Ran out there on the one-on-one with Barzell. I'll remember that play till the fucking day I die. I mean, that was Moran. regular season? Yeah, that was the beginning of this year. Oh my god, dude, it feels forever. feels like it was ten years ago, yeah. I am not trashing him, Dan, but like he looked lost because you you shouldn't have put him a ghost, and you should have put him out there first game at the Coliseum. Like that was fucking dumb. It should have been Phantoms for a few games first, get your feet moving, then bring him up. Maybe against like a more favorable matchup to give him his confidence, not against the Islanders who sounds own like, the Flyers. Sounds like you have a problem with AV. Speaking of a uh, Sam Moran, I uh, bought a Sam Moran jersey today. A game worn Sam Moran jersey today, but not just any game worn Sam Moran jersey. Oh, the jersey he made his NHL debut in. Get the fuck out! You have it now. I just bought it. Yeah, that's that's pretty blacker. I mean, I'm sorry, orange or white? It's white. It was away. Oh, is that Devil's game? New Jersey. Yeah. I remember. And also, he played in that game too. That was the same night Mike Vecchioni debuted. Yes, it was. I forgot all about that until I looked up and saw the picture, and I'm like, "Is that Mike Vecchioni? What?" <laughs> but I don't think that was the last game in there. There was only like a few left, and I'm like, "All right, well, left, we're not yeah. ma- we're not making it. Let's see what we have." I now have three Samarian game worn jerseys. They smell like sweat. They get They're washed, Jim. Like six foot seven, of twisted steel and sex appeal. Yes, that's what they smell <laughs> like. I, I, if it I, that has like, to be like, like most sweat, of his give it back. jerseys he's ever worn, right? Three. Oh yeah, you you lead the pack. Let's uh, how he's played in what four seasons now? Uh, am I overreacting? Tell me if I'm overreacting. I mean, you definitely are, but we'll uh, <laughs> get back on that in a minute. He's played one, two, okay, four Flyers seasons, so that's at least four jerseys, and one for every training camp, which would be. Assuming he's been at every one since 2013, which I'm not sure off the top of my head. One, two... Was that seven? So, there's at least 11 jerseys. He played five seasons in 1819. I would need to check the dates on those to see if it was between sets of jerseys. So, he's worn at most maybe 12. And I own three of them. Not bad. Let me guess the number he worn at New Jersey, because he's worn like three. Di- he's worn three different numbers in the NHL, right? Yes. Fifty. Yeah. Am I correct? Yep. Boom. He's worn- in, the- in the NHL. He's worn fifty-five, fifty, and five. Yep, five. Hey. And I bought the jersey that. Actually, I bought that a couple weeks ago, but the jersey he would have worn this year had he not tore his ACL. <sighs> He'll be back, Dan. He will, and he's going to play right next to Ivan Provorov. I'll be positive for you. See, I'll be positive about something. He'll be back. He'll be better than ever with his robotic knee. <laughs> Six million dollar man. You really dated yourself on that one. I I wasn't even around for that fucking show. I just know of it. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. I wasn't. I wasn't even born yet. Um, uh, people should not get upset about any current flyer being traded, like you said, like uh, with Anthony today, and we've said it before. Carter Hart, to? Ivan Provorov. 
Well, they're clearly not going to be traded, those two. And mm. maybe Cam York, just for funsies, because after what I heard today, I really like him now. So, <laughs> that's three players. I mean, Other than that, who gives a shit if any of these people leave? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Like, Why do people still have fan favorites? How can you have any of favorite players on this fucking team? How can you look at what they're doing and be like, you know what? I like these guys. How? Kevin Hayes. <sighs> Kevin Hayes is great. He's kind of fun. TK he's says funny, funny things, but who cares? Yeah. He Again, he's not going anywhere. Nolan Patrick is dreamy, but who cares? He's dreamy. TK makes funny faces of people, but he doesn't put the fucking puck in the net. Some of these people are analytics darlings, but who cares? Let me ask you guys something, because the Flyers have all this young talent. You know, it's finally up. It's been finally up for like two years now, by the way, right? The talent. So I feel like these guys are, are getting a pass. You know what I mean? Like Travis oh, Konechny, uh, Travis Sanheim. That's what people are getting so mad that we're questioning them. Yeah, what, like how long are we going to give them a pass? Like they're here. Now it's time to perform. They've been here they're for like first, four years guys anymore. Now. Like I'll give passes to guys like maybe Phil Myers. Joel I'll give Farabee. passes to Myers and Farabee because they're new. They're in their first year. Sanheim has 200 are. games under his belt. Konechny's got 300 games under his belt. Haig's got 202 games or whatever it is. Like all these people in a brown for three, four years now. And it's hockey, and anybody can break out at any time, I guess. But, like, for fuck's sake, you know? All the hype these kids had coming in, and they've been good, not great, but that they'll figure it out one day. And I'm sure if you wait long enough, Travis Sanheim will stop falling down every time somebody comes his way in the defensive zone. But how long do you want to wait for that shit to happen? You know? Like... I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned with connecting. I know defensemen take a little bit longer to develop and whatnot. Like, I'm not worried to the point where I'm like, oh my god, like we got to get rid of him before he turns into ghost. But the thought has crossed my mind. Yep. Like, this could potentially be another ghost, and he's due to be resigned after next season. And nobody, he's not going to take less, you know. So what's he going to get? He's going to get. I would imagine close to four point five five million. Probably, you know? at uh, least. So he's a name where, if somebody, he's he's not like okay. When we mention all these trades, like the first people that uh, people want to mention, oh JVR, Shane Gossespair, right? Take all of our trashy players for your best player, right? <laughs> well, Anthony <laughs> Anthony put out a gif of Jack Eichel the other day without saying anything. He just put out a gif, and somebody suggested. Nolan Patrick, JVR, Shane Gossesbear, and a first-round pick. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's not the most NHL 20 thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, that's my thing, though. Like, the first guy on the list of players that other teams might want right now that, you know, you, you can't really pick anything out that's wrong with them yet is, I would say Travis Sanheim's got to be up to, close to the top of that list. Probably. Because there's always guys on teams that other teams kind of know that they can't ask for. Like, it would be Carter Hart. It would be Ivan Provorov. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I would say even Sean Couturier is in that category. You know, like teams know that the Flyers probably aren't going to trade these three players. Right. You know, so the next tier would be Travis Sanheim, 
potentially Travis Konechny. Those are guys that other teams would want that have value still. They're yes. young players on good contracts. Teams don't really, they're not going to go to you and say, hey, we're going to give you one of our good players for, for JVR. You know, if, if they're going to come after JVR, they're going to try to buy low and they're going to get you to try to keep uh, salary. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a... Here's a sixth-round pick and retain $6 million of a $7 million contract. Yeah, it's going to be something that looks really shitty for the Flyers, you know? Whereas if the Flyers are going to... If they're going to go out and get someone, they're going to have to get something up. And Sandheim's on my list of guys I'd be okay with moving right now. Again, not advocating to move Sandheim. But I, I I'd am. be okay with it. I'm not attached to him in any way. I've seen enough of Travis Sandheim. The... Yeah, he, the, he kind of looks like a bird, too. Doesn't he look like a bird? He looked like fucking Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Travis Sanheim. Like I'm, I'm, like I said, anybody named Travis is typically bad news. I have, like I have more questions about him than I do answers. I feel like after this, yeah. these playoffs, we saw flashes of him, like three on three, he could play well, or even flashes on the power play a couple years ago. Playoffs. Right, you can't play three on three. So I, I just have questions, man. I know guys are out there. I'll oh, put Sandheim on the power play one, and I'm like, what's he going to do when somebody pressures the point? Like, we saw <laughs> He's it. He's going to fall don't... down. Yeah, he, he panics when he has the puck. Yeah. But I got questions. The Flyers had no answer for the Islanders' top two lines. And even the fourth line of the Islanders would dominate the Flyers. I, 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 to me, there's just so many question marks. You got to get bigger and you have to get faster and you need a couple goal scores that power play is so fucking bad and a third line center legitimately year. wouldn't be uh, a bad thing either just a mess yeah. yeah they're gonna have to figure something out so i saw somebody floated uh domi for ghost in one of the you know kind of facetious uh tweets i made earlier today oh, yeah and i'm like you know what that could actually go down and I'm I had sure. Montreal ranked as number one in my top five landing spots for Shane Gossespierre today. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it, and it could be a one-for-one one deal that goes down because I think both players need a change of scenery. Uh, you guys, I'm sure you, you noticed Domi wasn't playing. Uh, he was playing like fourth-line center or some More shit. More or less, like, yeah. That's because he doesn't want to play wing. And they said, okay, well, if you want to play center, we're going to start Suzuki and Kakanyemi one and two, so you're going to have to play bottom six. And because he didn't want to play wing, he's playing bottom six center. Uh, Max Domi is a serviceable 2C, 3C. I don't know. He and he's I, got I, edge and grit and can score goals. Holy shit, yeah. bring him in! Yeah, I think, it, I think it could be a possibility. And it'd be good for both players and good for both organizations. Max Domi, son of Ty Domi. I think uh, he's making $5 million some. Had 17 goals this year, 44 points, which would put him fairly high on the Flyers' <laughs> point list, yeah. if I remember correctly. Let's see. Flyers roster stats. 17 goals, 44 points. Would it be good enough for Jesus Christ? Oh, sorry about that. Sixth in goal scoring and fifth in points. Dude. <laughs> Me? What? No, Max Demi would have been six in goal scoring on the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Jim's oh. doing whatever he's doing over there. Sorry, my Which dog is going crazy. Me. He's making an appearance. I'm, I had to find out why. 
when we when I was going through old episodes and a lot of this stuff all resurfaced again in the playoffs that we were going nuts about, when they acquired Derek fucking Grant, he was already sixth on the team in goals. Derek Grant was sixth on the Dummy's team. Dummy's an RFA, in goals. by the way. Is he an RFA? Yeah, he's at the expiring deal at 3.15. So they could trade for his rights. I can't imagine he's going to demand too much money. So they could do like a ghost for Domi. He had 28 like a, goals and 72 points last year. And a That would pick. top the Flyers' points by 11. <laughs> would you, would you, uh, the Flyers have the 23rd pick now, now that they're out of the playoffs. Would you move that this offseason? Yeah. To like if the right scenario is there. Somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You ain't gonna yeah, get to too there. much talent at twenty three. Patrick Line uh, is making six point seven five this coming season, and, and then he's a uh, then his contract's up. Yeah. So he's gonna want more money, and you probably can't afford it because you got to pay for other guys, depending on who you keep, who you move. The Leafs. I can't imagine to be paying too much more than six point five. The Leafs were in your top five, right? For Ghost. I don't think so, no. It was Pittsburgh, Detroit. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Montreal, Montreal, Winnipeg, and uh, Edmonton. Yeah, uh, Toronto needs defensemen. I was going to put honorable mentions there with uh, Toronto and somebody else, but I didn't feel like writing all that shit. (laughs) Toronto needs defensemen, and they need cap space. So, like... Gossip Bear is not your dude if you need cap space. Well, maybe they want to move on from Nylander. I really don't think they need a... Shane Goss, but they need somebody who can actually play defense. They're letting Tyson Barry walk. Yeah. They are. He was wow. he's basically a ghost. Yeah. Maybe a better ghost. He's, I don't a, know. he's a better Shane Goss is where they need a <laughs> they would need a Sam Moran, somebody who could lock it down defensively. They're they're an interesting team to watch, Toronto. They're a mess. I think they might have a, a sneaky move up their sleeve. They have to. They're they have Zero cap space. They're going to make another shitty trade. I thought that they were lining up to make a run at Petrangelo, but it, it looks like St. Louis might be trying to hang on to him. I don't think uh-huh. St. Louis is going to let him walk. No. And they're yeah. kind of screwed cap-wise, but I don't think they're going to... They're certainly not going to just let him walk. You're a captain who's upper echelon in the league and defenseman. Not going to let him walk to Toronto. And he scores a lot of points. They're going to trade Frederick Anderson, which is fantastic. Wow. A lot of teams need a goalie. Yeah. Pittsburgh's probably going to move somebody too. Yeah, got Matt two Murray. Goalies. Yeah. Can you imagine me in Pittsburgh and just like winning Stanley Cups with goalies and just, just throwing away willy nilly? <laughs> like, yeah, they, they hate that guy. Hate Fuck Flurry. <laughs> Fuck Murray. Now we got uh, Dedroy, Droy, What the fuck's his name? Dude, I'm lost. Tristan Jari? Yeah, Jari. Jari, there we go. Oh my god, I was like, well, who is this person I never heard of? heard of? I thought you were summoning <laughs> the gods again. They got uh, uh, Larmy, that's the other Smith. guy's name. DeSmith, that's the fucking Jim. Oh, uh, there they, DeSmith. DeSmith, there we go. I knew there was a DeSmith somewhere. A D. Got that deep D uh, you somewhere. Co- you were combining goalies there, the Jari. Just... <laughs> oh, that was close. Yeah, you are close. I knew what I was talking I about. I knew what you meant. Yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's going to be the Flyers pretty soon. Now they're going to be spitting out some goalies that can move. Yeah. 
It's like an underrated thing there. Like teams need goalies. The Flyers are going to have some coming up. They took Ustamenko over over Sandstrom to the bubble, which I thought was interesting. Well, they promoted him to the AHL first. Oh, he was up there first? Yeah. And they traded Jeff Ruby. Fuck Jeff Ruby! That was the worst goaltender I've ever seen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they called Usmenko up, and then he had a less than stellar half dozen games up there. Uh, but uh, he's still the guy they're going to put the stock in, I would assume, over Sandstrom, unless uh, things change this upcoming year. But we'll have to uh, wait and see there. But I would, I still personally think Sandstrom... Long term is the guy, but yeah, we'll figure it. There's a and they there's got time for that other shit. guys. Tov and uh, who's the Swedish kid? Urson. They got a couple yeah. guys who are still in their respective countries. Phantoms are going to be fun, man. They're going to be fun next year. They're I'm going to have some like NHL like, talent on that roster. It's the first year in quite a few years that they looked like they could have like had a fun roster, and I won't even get to watch them. This is damn. COVID, Zamula and Hogberg and Wiley and Lazinski and Sundin and Allison and probably Morgan Frost because he sucks ass and all this talent down there they finally had. And God damn it. He needs to fucking put some meat on his bones. Yeah, I think Frost is going to be down there for a little bit too. And I think that's fine. They can call him up when needed. And if he proves that he could stay up, let him stay up. Great. Make it a competition still. I don't know where he's going to play. He's not, I don't see him playing center. How is he going to play center? He's still he never played wing once with the Phantoms this year. And Mark today was was pretty adamant that he's gonna stay at center. And I'm like, how? <laughs> so, I somebody say that too. I think it was maybe Meltzer or Martitas. Somebody well, they are, said that they the are hell bent on keeping this guy at center, and I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. Especially if Patrick comes back. Let's say he just miraculously comes back and he's healthy. Then he's your three C. Then what do you do? That's another sign to me that they're not counting on him coming back. Because if you are counting on him coming back, you see, even tell if it's him to get like his dumbass out of the way. Even if they come out and say, you know, we're preparing for the worst. To me, that's like, wait, how bad is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're preparing for him just in case. Like this is your second overall pick. I think they're. I think he's done unless otherwise stated. I, I think they're full in. Come back, you know. Yeah, he was skating around it at at. at uh, the last few days of the regular season, but he wasn't cleared. He was not cleared for contact. He was just out there skating, and everybody took it as a sign. Oh, he's going to come back. Remember all the talk of the trade deadline? We don't need to make an acquisition. Patrick's going to come back and be our trade deadline acquisition, you yeah. know, and serve as that role, and never came back. They went to the bubble, and where's Patrick? He's not on the roster, and Chuck Fletcher said, he's still not ready. It's been a year now. It's been over years. Last June, I believe they found out. It's September. Do you think they're uh, saying migraine issue just to cover up as like concussion issue? I still think there's something to concussion when when Gabriel let it slip that he got hit in the ear. I think there's certainly more going on. I it probably is headache related and 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 you know head related in general. But I'm no I'm no uh, neurologist here. I'm not going to start speculating. But I, I think there is. Whether it's equilibrium or his his head or whatever it is, something's wrong that isn't going away. Yeah. Which is too bad. I heard something and I can't remember who told me, or else I would say it. Uh, but it has some had there's trust it it almost sounds like the Eric Lindros thing to me. More like him and the doctors. I can't remember who told me, 
So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to quote it or say exactly what I heard, but it sounds like there's some mistrust going on. And he, I'm assuming he's going to play hockey again, but not for the Flyers. Yeah, that's, uh, Anthony was talking about that on yesterday's show. He's kind of like, he doesn't think it's going to happen. And I don't know. I mean, uh, as far as a trade, I mean, he's a restricted for agent this year. Hey, maybe they flipped him. Trade for his rights? Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I, I don't know what. I, 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 I don't know. Like, he is a second overall pick. He's still got, theoretically, some potential. But he hasn't played in a year. And when he was playing, he wasn't a world beater. I would assume some team would take a risk on him. Because, uh, frankly, re-signing him, what are you going to get? You know, you can probably just send him a qualifying offer of less than a million. And he doesn't have much of a choice but to sign it. Because what the fuck has he done to earn a contract? But... I don't know. I don't know what the uh, value would be. I'm sure some team would take a risk, but if doctors clear him, then he's fine. Remember how people were talking about Ghost getting cleared with his with his leg surgeries and whatnot, and they're like, "Oh, doctors cleared him. There should be no hurdles to trade him now." Where well, I also faked a knee injury thing? for four months because he was getting beat yeah. up by Robert Higg. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm wondering if you know if Patrick gets the green light, like teams know who he is. You know, he just didn't play for Can you imagine this fan base's reaction if they trade Patrick? There's going to be a oh. meltdown oh, like man. no other. And uh, I, I, was, I would actually be a little bit, like, happy. Like, Grinch smile happy, you know? Just because we felt that way all year long with Patrick and people were calling. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I'd see, like, the little snide comments on Twitter about people think Patrick's going, you know, he's coming back or he's not getting traded. I'm like, okay. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. I don't see him playing for the Flyers. Now, I think I, I think I said during like the winter time, like back around Christmas, that you know if it comes down to it, just let him go. You don't even really need to. It sucks because you can't just let him walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let, let him go. Like cut ties. Chuck didn't draft him. It sucks because you know people look at it like an asset, like a oh, number two overall pick. Got to get something for him. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes it's addition by subtraction. You know. Less of what a could you possibly like? I keep thinking, like, what could you possibly get for Nolan Patrick in a trade? I don't know. For me, he'd be Thanks. a throw-in. Like, you'd put a decent package together, and if you want to, here's the thing: if up, you want to take a risk on a guy, right? Yeah. If if Nolan Patrick pushes the needle a little bit, then you could have him. Then you got to sign him. You know, like I, I'd imagine conditional picks maybe are included. I don't know. You know what drives me really crazy with this fan base and Nolan Patrick is the revisionist history of the 2017 draft where they're like, oh, we should have taken Makar. We should have taken Pedersen and Heiskanen. Like, that's bullshit. At the time, it was Heischer and Patrick, one and two. That's it. None of these other guys mattered yet. You know, it just drives me fucking nuts when people, oh, I never wanted Patrick. Bullshit. I wanted Patrick. I mean, it looks bad in hindsight, but at the time... He, he was the really pick. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't know. These people I, I remember was, hearing I about was stoked. Yeah, yeah, I was he was the guy. I wanted Nolan Patrick. You know? I, like, oh, I, I cool. will we, uh, stand firm to that every day. That's cool. Yeah. I was just excited that we got the If they went into twenty seventeen the... and they drafted Pedersen instead of fucking Patrick, people would have lost their minds. At the time. I guess now the days it uh doesn't much matter, but you could argue that's the biggest miss of Hexall's career. Because they took a chance. They knew he had injury history. In s- given 
the correlation to where he was picked, yes. But then in 2016, he swung out on Rubisov and LeBerg in late first and second. But there's a little less stock in a late first-round pick than there is second overall! When you consider that entire top five is on their way to superstardom, with maybe, I don't know about Hiche, it's so odd. Number one overall pick's the only guy. But Patrick's not How even did that happen? playing hockey. How did Hiche and Patrick end up when fucking Heiskin and Makar and Pedersen were taking three, four, five? Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> no idea, man. It's kind, of, it's kind of cool. It just sucks that it happened to the Flyers. Yeah, the fucking one year they get a second round pick. It's the worst draft in recent history. Yeah. Cody Glass, Lias Anderson, Casey Middlestat. Michael Lies Rasmussen. Anderson, he's not even in the fucking Owen league, Tippett. I suggested they trade for him a while back, too. But he, he should uh, be coming up soon, no? Well, he was with the Rangers. And then he told him to fuck off. He didn't want to play there anymore. So he went back to oh, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. He pulled a pulley RV on him. Yeah. Owen Tippett. He's supposedly lighting up the KHL. Gabe or whatever he's playing in. Who, pulley RV? Yeah. He's in Sweden. Yeah, he's tearing yeah, it up. Yeah, that's it. Or Finland, I guess, but... I think I saw somebody do, like, the translated Finland goals to the National Hockey League points. I think it was, like, a bullshit calculator, but he would have he was projected to score 130 NHL points. I mean, alongside yeah. McDavid and Dreisaitl, that's not impossible. <laughs> For real, actually. I think, it was like, I think it was, like, preseason numbers, but still pretty impressive. He was scoring, like, four points a game. Yeah, he was tearing it up over there. Go get him, Chuck. Bring him over. Pull May as well. Pull the RV That's for Patrick. <laughs> Ship him to fucking Sweden. <laughs> when does free agency begin? I think I saw October 9th. Yeah, I saw the date today. Is right after the draft got moved up a couple of days, and then the uh, free agency did as well. I think it's October 9th. I think the draft is six and seven, and free agency is the ninth or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'll I'm be a In the middle of the week on a weekday is the draft. I'm okay with that. I don't do. I, I mean, don't I don't care. It's draft, but I was gonna say I don't do shit, and I do podcasts from Monday to Thursday. <laughs> so, might be a couple of late nights, or maybe not. Come on and talk about the Flyers drafting some dude at 23 that people will put so much stock into because they watched YouTube highlight reel ones, <laughs> and then never trade him ever because he's gonna be Wayne Gretzky reincarnated. Oh God, these fucking fans. Yeah. Actually, it is kind of a deeper draft this year. No, I don't, you know, Flyers can still fuck it up because it gets kind of shady around those picks. I mean, at 23, you're probably got a guy, but how the hell like can you tell? Like, right around pick 23, 24, it kind of lowers a tier. So it's going to be interesting to see if teams reach because the defensive crop is Something not could always that fall. deep. Yeah. Drew was 22nd? Something, Something like around that. there, yeah. So was, so was TK. To find something. Some frost around there as so. well. See a little sooner. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Who cares? You, you gotta, you gotta make moves. The Islanders, the Canadians, expose the Flyers. Yep. I have a little stat that I forgot to mention while we were talking about TK. So oh boy, stats. TK, twenty-three Jeez. years old, seven points in his sixteen bubble games. Claude Giroux, in his age 23 season. he have like 30 points in his first two years or something like that? Yeah. Yes, it was uh, in his age 23 season in the playoffs, 21 points, 23 games played. 10 goals. 
Mike Richards, 14 points, seven goals in 17 games played in his age 23 season. If Travis Konechny is the next crop of guys, he didn't he didn't show it in the playoffs. Claude Giroux did, Mike Richards did, mm-hmm. and those are those are. I know guys want to argue now about Claude Giroux not being the playoff guy, but when he was tearing it up in the playoffs back then, everybody was riding his dick, right? Yeah. I bet you were. Oh yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying about TK is, is he is he the go-to guy in the playoffs? And I don't think he is. They didn't have anybody go-to guys in the playoffs this year. That's why they lost. (laughs) That's for damn sure. And like, and like, all we saw was people, uh, you know, ragging on JVR, which you know, for good reason. uh, Ragging on Drew. Sucks ass. Yeah, for good reason. And then, uh, you know, I kept bringing up Coots because if if I see him as the leader of the team, they all suck ass. Right. Ah! I didn't score a single goal, not one. That's a problem. That's a problem. Somebody mentioned maybe he maybe he's got an injury. I'm like, you don't score We said one that about goal. the whole team during these playoffs. Yeah. Couturier's hurt. Drew's hurt. TK's hurt. Everybody. Everybody's got an injury. Their injury yeah. is that they fucking can't play hockey. Yep. I was going to say they got headaches, but some of them. At least are... Kevin Hayes showed up because you're paying for him. You know what? He did play well. Kevin Hayes played well, and fucking Jake Voracek, of all people, played well. I had a problem with Jake in the I last didn't. series. One point. Like, where did you go? That was a very loud mic move. Was that me? <laughs> that was me. For uh, once, it wasn't one of us. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, Jim punched I like that his now mic Nick in is sitting episode. in the dark. Well, the sun went in. <laughs> if I get near my monitor, you could see me. Jesus. Uh, I can turn the light on. Yeah, Hayes was Hayes was positive. He had thirteen points, thirteen points in sixteen games. I feel like he did that quietly, also. Yeah. So that's that's a bright Very... spot. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> Is that Scotty, Lo- yeah. Perfect. You look like an angel. Seventeen flyers heaven. Papa Dickley did it. Who? I like Jake Voracek. I like him too. I, I think, think he, he was, played with some passion, but from Christmas on, he was the best player. I think through the majority of the playoffs, he was the best player. He yeah, was. I don't disagree. I like Jake, but uh, you know, one one point ain't gonna cut it, man. Especially when you're one of the top dogs on the team. He's a bigger body. Just didn't get it done. I like his not... effort. I'm not even. Maybe not even. I guess points-wise isn't uh, the best way to describe it here, but I think he was playing the hardest of yeah. everybody on the team through the end. Sure. And again, I, I th- he's kind of the guy that I think can produce on his own, but really needs somebody else to step up to kind of be with him. He's yeah, a pass-first guy. One assist in the Islanders series, but I really, I don't know, I thought he had a lot of movement. I thought he was moving well in the Islanders series. Which no, I don't disagree. I, I typically don't give Jake Voracek any credit, so... Not enough moving on the fucking power play. He had uh, four goals and four assists in the rest of the playoffs beyond uh, the Islanders. Just one assist, but I don't know. I thought he uh, was doing just fine there. Even that really isn't that impressive because he played 17 games too, right? Three round round. Did they announce coach of the year yet, by the way? 
Can we break oh, shit, the... they're probably doing that now. I know we're getting close. I don't know if they, uh... Watch probably it like... not be Fletcher and people are going to lose their minds. If there's a game on the or, park, um, I'd do it maybe. Right before the game. How time's the game start? Is this the Western game probably, tonight? Probably 8, 8 p.m. God damn it. Oh, no, it's the East Coast game tonight, isn't it? The, uh, the night's shut out Dallas last night. Tampa Islanders. Starts at 8. Oh, can't even break this news on air! Hmm. You see, uh, Fletcher wasn't nominated for GM of the Year? Yeah, yeah. why was Lou Lamorello on there? Was Lou Lamorello, uh, Jim Nill in Dallas, and uh, Julian Brisebois with the Lightning? What? Yeah, weird picks, right? Julian Breezebaugh, the guy who inherited Steve Eisenman's team, and Lou Lamorello, Maybe. who is probably wearing adult diapers these days. You brought in what? Derek Broussard and Andy Green? Yeehaw. Peugeot. And Peugeot, and, I guess. And the goalie still, went out and got what? over the offseason is getting pulled left and right. Yeah. Like, Varlamov, your big your biggest acquisition, got lit up like a fucking Christmas tree against the Flyers who can't score a goal. <laughs> oh, that hurt to laugh. Every time I laugh, my neck hurts. Yeah, weird picks. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe they're looking at like the Goudreau trade for uh, Tampa Bay and the Shattenkirk signing and fucking Luke Shen. Like, I don't know. What else? <laughs> Zach Bogosian. Like, like, I guess. Like, is that is that how we're giving out GM of the year? I don't know. Yeah, because that is that is Iserman's team. Yeah. Like, how about we look at the guy who hired a potential coach of the year and, you know, made moves to – make this team an actual playoff contender. Nah. I feel like the Miskinen and Braun moves cannot... I think I feel like there's such underrated moves. They did so much for that defense corps. And I know Braun, didn't, they didn't look right in the playoffs, Niskanen either. But throughout the course of that regular season, they, they steadied the ship. I thought that was an excellent decision, yeah. pairing the older guys with the younger guys. How many times did we say... I know I did a bunch, that Niskanen and Braun were major upgrades over McDonald and Gudis. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they make the playoffs with Gudis and McDonald this year instead of those two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They brought in Hayes for a fifth-round pick. Like, that's an underrated move as well. Forget the contract. You brought in a number two center for a fifth-round pick. Yeah. Well, that's a big deal. I think it was bullshit. Yeah, I was... Uh... Not very happy when I found that out. I guess it would look weird if you had a team nominated as GM of the year and coach of the year, but somebody had somebody hired the fucking coach, so give him some credit. I saw somebody say, well, it, it was, you know, Lamarillo had buried trots, and I'm like, that was like, what's it been, two, three years now? <laughs> like, yeah, like give him a, yeah, nominate him last year. That, that team's been together. He brought in Pajot, Varlamov, Andy Green. And Broussard. And Broussard was getting benched throughout the course of the year. Andy Green and Pajot were trade deadline up, uh, acquisitions. And after the ac- after the trade deadline, the Islanders sucked dick. They didn't win a game. No. They were lucky for the stoppage. They might not have made the playoffs. <sighs> Weird choices, I thought. Yeah, I was, I was baffled by who they selected. Even if Fletcher didn't make it, I was baffled by who did make it. Like, why not... The Knights GM for putting that fucking team together, going out and getting Robin Leonard, who's got 
He's got, uh, I mean, this is playoffs now, but two shots in a row. On, uh, Gilbert, whatever the fuck his name is. Gion, Gironi, Grod, Grodj, Grodj. Gro- Sounds like you're trying to say somebody Italian. G- uh, French. Who the hell was their coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. Candom in the middle Gironi? of the year. Gironi? Gerard Gallant. There we go. How, my... do you not, how can you not say that? I think I'm having a stroke, boys. <laughs> I thought you were trying to speak Italian. 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 Gerard Gallant. I'm trying to speak French. Gerard? I think I'm having a stroke. These names are not coming easy to me tonight. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, man. What a fucking name. French. Gerard Gallant? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Feels like the end of the show. I'm looking forward to see if they don't make some moves. I'm gonna be pretty skeptical again. Yeah, I don't think. Here's the thing. So even after everything we just said, I think they're a very good team as is, but I yeah, think they need help to get to the next level. Yeah, as much as we just shit on every member of this current team, they can get it done. They proved it during the regular season. There were some wildly inconsistent games there. But for the most part, they were playing good hockey. But I think as we just saw in the playoffs, to make it through these teams that are built better than they are, they're going to need some help. And it's not a minor fix either when it comes to asking for help. You know, It has to be one of these home run players. And the time is now. You really can't wait much longer here. You gotta do what you can to fucking... Squeeze as much as you can out of the rest of Giroux, the rest of Voracek, and fuck, maybe even Couturier. He's getting up there too. You know? That's what I'm saying. He's going to be 28. He's in his prime. He's not a fucking spring chicken no more. That's a young man's league these days. Once that clock hits 30 on him, he's washed. Right next. Is he going to require surgery? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it, so I would assume he's not. But, uh, I don't know. All we can do right now is. Sit back and wait for a month or so for the draft, and uh, hopefully they make some moves. Couturier is moved for Jack Eichel, and <laughs> Shane Gossespierre's booted his ass to Winnipeg in the middle of the fucking tundra, and JVR is in Europe somewhere. And then we can start again. And then we can build. The world can start to heal. Yes. Gaudreau is here, and Besser, <laughs> and... Yeah, all Krug and Petrangelo. We got a full NHL 20 season here in front of us. <laughs> Imagine if Fletcher just said fuck it and started going to Twitter for trades. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that. You think he's let's, got a burner let's do account? Ghost and JVR for Goudreau. Perfect. Yeah. He's, you think he's got a burner account? Who do you think it is? <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. I don't know. You want to search for it tonight? I'll do Chucky some Smalls. due diligence. Chucky two trades. Something with Chuck in it. Chucky. I think a guy named Faux Chuck writes for me, actually. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher writes for Brotherly Pod. Yeah. Brotherly Puck. Imagine that. Isn't that his, uh... Just praises himself in every article. Faux Chuck. Hey, really looking for this person? I'm pretty sure somebody writes for him. You're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should give this guy a raise. To be fair, I don't think he's ever actually wow. for me, but he's under a... Heard he's got a two-foot dong. 
<laughs> Sorry. Maybe I don't, because I can't seem to find this guy, but... He fired himself. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Shouldn't be this hard to find anybody that writes for me, but for some reason. View all people. Let's see here. Uh, Chuck Fletcher. Fake Chuck Fletch. It must be the real one. Yeah. He's doing his uh, due diligence. Remember when uh, he first got on, like, I think it was last summer, people kept, like, adding somebody, like, at Chuck Fletcher, and the guy finally tweets, like, I'm not the Chuck Fletcher. Stop tweeting at, at me about Chuck Fletcher. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you remember that? That was so good. His name was Chuck Fletcher. Oh, that was funny. I think I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, the uh, good old days. Like, I don't know what you're all talking about. <laughs> Oh, man. oh shit! Well, this feels like the end. Yeah, I yes. What I wanted to scream about. Yeah. Listen here, Flyers fans. Don't be scared if they make a trade. You have to improve, and sometimes you gotta break your heart. I can't wait till he makes one big trade and the whole fucking fan base melts down. I need my that. Heart... I need that energy in my life right now. My heart broke when they got rid of Gagne. I'll say trade Sam Rain, in which case I'm throwing things. Yes. But why would you ever trade your number one defenseman? Maybe for a seventh round pick. Wow. Oh my God. Gonna fight, Jim? <laughs> Instead of swapping that seventh with Montreal, they're just gonna swap Sam Moran with a seventh round pick. I was gonna say something cooler, but I couldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll call it a fucking night here. May, uh,. I don't know when the next time we'll be back. Hmm. Soon, but not that soon. That goes for Brotherly Pod as well. I believe we got, Anthony's got somebody coming on next week. I don't remember the hell he said today, but that'll be that. Not a whole lot more on the docket here, at least until the draft rolls around. Maybe we'll be back for some Stanley Cup final preview action with whoever the hell makes it, but, uh, or, or if some, or Fletcher makes some moves early, we'll be back. But until then, I can't really, uh, Imagine there's much left to beat the dead horse with here. So, at Dan the Flyer fan, at Brother Lee Puck, and uh, all kinds of uh, articles circling around trades of different circumstances in the next week. I've been writing my ass off here the past few days. Got one about Tory Krug tomorrow, so check that out. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview with Mark Seidel, NHL scout, we did with uh, this morning with Anthony. Uh, great. If you want to... Give a big fuck you to Dan Silver and his top 20 lists. And here's some real, legitimate NHL scout talk on the Flyers system. This is your guy. Uh, he was a great interview. Check that out over on Brotherly Pod. The links are pinned to the Brotherly Puck uh, Twitter page. So, other than that, uh, not much going on from here on out. Jim! Uh, first of all, you can follow me on Twitter at JimIkeHW. We did I'm surprised a you haven't episode. changed that up yet. Nah, I that's to be the I longest you've now, ever maybe. kept that Twitter handle. I know. I got a good run going. I uh, put out a high and wide episode last night. We got a recording with Derek Settlemeyer tonight. That'll be out this weekend. Look for the bright side on Friday. And I'm putting an article. It's, it's a my wish list article. My top five trades I'd like to see the Flyers make. Not, I don't think they're going to do. I know, I know you guys can't wait to shit all over it and... <laughs> 
honestly, I can't wait for that too. But yeah, look for that in the near future on hwhockey.net. I was surprised at the lack of anger I received at the idea of trading Shane Goss for today. Oh, that's interesting. I was um, I was pleasantly surprised that I wasn't cascaded with fucking anger. But tomorrow when I suggest Krug, that will undoubtedly go over like a fucking lead balloon. So yeah, we'll uh, wait for that one. Nick! First, I want to say it's been a pleasure with uh, doing this first season with you. I appreciate you uh, bringing me on. And I felt as we've gone along here, we've, uh, you know, gained chemistry. It's, uh, I always look forward to it whenever you uh, slide into my DMs. I'm disappointed it's not a <laughs> dick pic, but I'm glad that you're asking me to record again. And, uh, you know, it's been nice to not meet. Well, I've met you once, Dan, Jim. We're going to meet one day in person. And I hope to, you know, host a brotherly puck flyers game and down on the big screen or out back on the deck with just with you two and whoever else lives close enough. But it's been fun. I appreciate the kind words on Twitter. I appreciate the kind words you had last episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Forza Inter two one five. And gamer tag. <laughs> and like gamer tag, uh, PlayStation Four. GPD the commish. Yes. Somebody play with Nick on PlayStation. Come on. Damn it. The one guy sent me uh, a friend request. I don't even remember who it was. And I've never played with him. But somebody, please. I play Fallout 76. Season 2 is coming out soon. Let's go. Let's explore the wasteland together. <laughs> All right. See ya. See ya next time, everybody.